This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. To listen to part two of tonight's interview and all of our material going back to 2008, don't miss out and subscribe. It's very simple. All you have to do is click on the subscribe button of our website at veritasradio.com and you'll receive your login immediately. And have you listened to Sanitas Radio yet? Take a look at all the shows we've done so far and all the upcoming guests. You have no idea what these shows can do for you and your loved ones. You will never hear what they have to say in the mainstream media. I guarantee it. Remember, your greatest wealth is your health. Check it out at sanitasradio.com. And for MMS or our futuristic metal-cased USB drives with all our seasons and bonus material, go to the Veritas store. To get in touch with us, for member support, media inquiries, suggestions, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And tonight we go back to the old ways and discuss holographic kinetics and advanced aboriginal healing with our special guest, Steve Richards, right now on Veritas. Steve Richards was awarded the 2005 Live Awards Certificate of Commendation from Suicide Prevention Australia and nominated for the 2005 and 6 Human Rights Media Awards. Then in 2007, Steve was nominated for the Australian of the Year Awards, amongst many others, and has been asked into the high security prisons for the mentally ill, where nothing tried by mainstream with the Aboriginal inmates was working, and he has obtained positive results with every inmate worked on. He's also the founder of Holographic Kinetics, which you can reach by visiting his website at holographickinetics.com, which is also linked at ours. And directly from Queensland, Australia, I would like to welcome Steve Richards to Veritas. Hello, Mr. Richards, and welcome. Uh, good morning. Good morning. It's very, very early where you are, and I really appreciate not only that, the fact that you accepted this invitation in such short notice, so that's really, really appreciated. May I call you Steve? Certainly, certainly. Great. I'd spend some hours on your website watching your videos. But first of all, to give the listeners more of a perspective, take us back in time before you started researching all of this. 
Well, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an Aboriginal descendant and as a four-year-old, my mother sat me down and she wanted to know how I knew certain things were taking place. And I can remember still today looking at her and thinking, well, doesn't everybody remember the past? She said, no. And I remembered past lives and events. By the time I was eight years old, I could physically make water go in my finger without touching it. And by the time I was a teenager, I was doing mind magic. That is the spirit coming into the vehicle. Now let's go to the soul. The soul down the genetic line, my great-great-grandmother was taken away by Aboriginal Protection Agency at the age of eight. She was found in horse shackles at the age of 14, sold to a drover, and died at 15, giving birth to my grandmother. My grandma was brought up in a cattle station and very well educated by the church. But the maids, the gardeners, the butlers and the servants took her under the wing and they taught her the old ways. As I grew up, she talked about the old ways and that would trigger off more knowingness in me, which allowed me, I believe, to understand the old ways of the mind magic, which they used to call, you know, the Katashi men, the clever men, a whole range of other words we use in those days. But the Aboriginal culture in the past, they were the most spiritual culture in the world. They understood that everything was alive. And in nature, they wouldn't take a chopping trolley with them when they went out the bush. They wouldn't take, well, they took nothing. They went out there, they communicated to the spirit of the trees, spirit of nature. They'd sit around at night time in the dream time. And through the dream time, they would communicate to the spirit of the animal. And the spirit of the animal would donate its vehicle. The next day, there's the animal, and there's your lunch, or there's your tea. You never took something that didn't first donate its vehicle. If you violated law by taking something that wasn't ready to move on, then what you do, you can capture that spirit in your field, and it can now live its traits through you. Um, today, we're finding that in many different facets of people, especially a lot of time Tourette's and other um, compulsive disorders. They understood everything in nature is alive, the trees, the grass, the rocks, the plants, everything. And in doing that, they could communicate because if something is alive, then it has to have a life force. And the life force that gives it life is what's known as the spirit. The spirit moves in and take the human species. At the moment of conception, the spirit moves into the vehicle. The vehicle and everything external to internal it takes in is the soul. All the programming from the day you're born becomes locked into the cell of the soul. Then it goes from the soul, it reproduces itself because the vehicle itself, your body itself, is a hologram. And what happens is once those thoughts become thought forms, become life forms and lock into your cells, they become part of the soul and the soul is always trying to reproduce itself. So they become a fractal. And these fractals will reproduce themselves through time for their own survival. You now become the host of your own creation. So it's understanding 40-odd years of research of knowing what I knew, knowing that our mainstream system had no idea of these areas and you'd be classified as mentally unstable if you started talking about these areas, and yet this was quite normal in Aboriginal cultures. You go in Aboriginal communities and you speak to some of the elders and straight away, they're straight there. I mean, nowadays I go in and I have so many of the elders when I talk at times break down in tears because they're so relieved and excited. Somebody still remembers the old ways, the way it was. They're trying to tell our normal system. And, of course, they classify them all these different labels. And uh, that's where we are today. It's understanding the ancient past, how it was, how it is in the present, and now it really has always been the keys of the secret to humanity and how humans work, but it's never been acknowledged. Today, you know, I've got files, oh, geez, inches and inches thick of letters and over years, you know, 40 odd years of letters to politicians and, um, you know, trying to get in to make a change. And, you know, I, I call them today, I call them the buck passing parties because they always pass the buck onto someone else because they don't understand it. And we have people of very high positions who have said, no, this is two way out. We can't, you know, they won't accept this because this is two way out. Well, isn't death of people two way out? Isn't illness 
two way out. You know, when you have people that have been locked up because of the simplicity of saying, I've got voices in the head. You know, you sit in, I sat in, I sat eight weeks for every single court case with Aborigines going through. And I listened to all the young people going through the courts. And what we would hear would, was when they're summing up, I don't know your honour, why I keep doing the same thing over and over. They're stuck in time. I don't know your honour. When I have a few beers, it like something takes over. It does. You see, because they were they came from spirit and they came from that internal world, it doesn't take much to lower their defences and let other things in through the alcohol and the drugs. This is why we have such a problem today in our communities. Most communities, you know, were taken away. You go back in time of the last hundred odd years and we have what's known as stolen generation. The children will be taken away from the parents. That would then create trauma for the child. The spirit became traumatised. The mother became traumatised. And as it was a community involvement in bringing up the children, the community became traumatised. Now, when the spirit became traumatised, that gives access to the soul by other beings in other dimensions. And there we have the problems we have today. Most have forgotten the old ways because... You know, I, I'm working on people today and we're going back in time. Example, we're working on, you know, an 80-year-old woman, let's just say, and she goes back to eight years old and she's really in the trauma of being whipped constantly for speaking the native language. English was the only language allowed to be spoken. And if they spoke the native language, they'd be, they'd be whipped until they spoke English. That trauma is still locked in them. You know, today it takes me to the degree of the aged. Why do you think the aged, before they die, revert back in time constantly? It's a universal law. Deal with this stuff now so you don't have to reproduce it in the future cycles of time because everything has cycles of time. That's just part of it. Well, you mentioned the Aborigines and we can talk about other cultures around the world. Why do we ignore cultures that have survived over 60,000 years? And instead, I don't think we call them soulless anymore, but... In the Western world, many consider them savages. In the old days, they used to be called soulless savages, yet they still thrive in their own ways unless the Western world and the, the, the first world takes over and all of a sudden their cultures and their old ways change. Well, you, you've got to go back and you've got to say, if you've got a race, which the Aboriginal race was, that survived for 60,000 years, and when white man arrives here and he says, and of course it's always... Um, between the church and the government says, hmm, it's not bad land here. We wouldn't mind this land. How do we get this land? Well, I mean, Aboriginal cultures have a look. The way it used to work was, you know, you'd make an agreement, you'd nod your head. That was an agreement. You see, to understand that, you've got to understand law, L-O-R-E, not L-A-W. But L-A-W... What's the difference? What's the difference between law and, and law? Law, L-A-W, is a man-made laws which are agreed upon law l-o-r-e is universal knowledge the universe has its own laws it cannot remain balanced in suspended in space without laws so these laws govern all dimensions now when you violate laws you're violating against the greatest of our dimensions and there are reciprocal exchange that can take place for violation of these laws we go back to Aboriginal culture and it lived by law. It knew that if you harmed another, then you would have to come back to experience that harming. You know, over the years in white society, I often hear people say, oh, yes, but they were into revenge killing. No, they weren't. They were doing you a favour. If you killed somebody in that community, then you'd be put out there and every member would be given a spear of the family to throw. If they hit you, they hit you. If they didn't, they didn't. If they killed you, they killed you. If they didn't, they didn't. It was dealt with now because they knew you couldn't escape the cycles of time. They knew in 500 or 1,000 years' time, you've got to come back to experience what you created. But if it's dealt with now, that cycle's complete. And therefore, they've just done you a favour by not having you trapped in the dimensions of the future so you can move out in the big game into the next dimension. Everything is about cycles of time. And they understood these cycles. They understood how this universe worked. I mean, you go back to some of the old paintings and, and, and some of these old ancient 
warriors had been out in the stars. They'd been out in space. They'd been out of bodies and they could travel. You know, there's, there's, there's cases there where people used to come into communities. They'd fly into a community. They'd be in a community. And they're leaving to go to the next community. And one of the clever men there, that's all right, see you there. They arrive there and he's there to greet them. They can move in and out of what's known as a burrow circle. And it's like a, a, a grid point on the earth. And they can step in and out of time and come out somewhere else in time. They knew all these secrets. Most of that has been lost. There, there are very few that understand the really old ways how it was. Because the Western world comes in, the first thing it says is, well, the Aboriginal culture was, they're going to be dead in 100 years if we don't save them. <laughs> well, hang on, they lived for 60,000 years without help. And the help they've given them today is have a look at our society today, what they've done. We never had the problems we've got today back in those times because they lived in harmony with nature itself and by these laws. And some of the laws to understand that is man is responsible for his thought, his word, his deed and his action. Your thought is alive. And your thought, if it is projected out and influences another, is a violation of law, if it's affecting another in any form or any way. If you kill something under law, then because you destroy its vehicle, it has a right to your vehicle. So this spirit of this animal can jump into you and you can take on animal traits. This is where we get people barking like a dog and plucking like a chicken, culture X. <laughs> really? We bring up the animal spirits. We have them physically talking out of the body. We go back in time to when they kill these animals and we unfold time and space and we release the spirit of the animals. And instantly, the barking like a dog or plucking like a chicken ceases. It's the same as soldiers at war. If you go to war and you kill another and their intent's not to kill you, you violate law. That spirit that you just kill has a right to your vehicle. Now you can jump in. You have a few beers or any drugs and your defences are down. The moment your defences are down, they can take over. And when they take over, if they're full of anger and bitterness because of what you've done, they can make you, you know, shoot your wife, shoot the kid, you know, kill yourself. You know, look, I've worked on soldiers of war on many occasions, and we've had, take the Vietnam War, we've had spirits of Viet Cong speaking Vietnamese out of the body. We go back in Vietnam, what took place? I've worked on special forces that were in Somalia. And again, mass trauma. There's a spirit of a young girl who, who just died, jumped straight into the soldier. Um, in our everyday life, we're finding it's not just if you've killed somebody deliberately, but we're also finding accidental deaths to understand that. I've got one of my clients came to me and she's had three spinal operations. Now she's riddled with pain. This is 40 years later. We get her on the table. I access the spirit, not the soul. The spirit can change the soul. The soul can't change the spirit. Now when I access the spirit, it indicates the cause effect was 18 years old. Go there. Next minute, she's screaming hysterically on the table. I forgot. I forgot. I totally forgot what took place. Had head-on collision in a car when I was 18. Thank you. And what happened? The other woman died. Thank you. Well, the first thing to me is that she's had an accident. The other woman's died. Was she responsible for the accident? So I asked the spirit. It says, yes. So I called the other spirit of the woman who died up. You should have heard her. She was ropeable because this woman is careless and killed her. How'd she die? Spinal injuries. She's been in the woman's body for 40 years. The woman's been living the traits of all the spinal injuries in her. The moment we brought up the spirit and folded time and space and released the spirit for the future cycles of time, instantly all the spinal issues she had disappeared. They weren't hers in the first place. That's just one example. We're dealing with... Because today you've got to understand the multi-dimensions of man. We are multi-dimensional beings. We're not just a single lineal dimension. And in this dimension, we've got the cycles of time. You know, did you realise yesterday morning was the same as today except for a few variables? And tomorrow will be the same except for a few more variables. And last year was a similarity except for some variables. And we keep going through the bigger cycle of time, the deja vu cycle, the present cycle, and we're moving into the new future cycle. Well, if we in the present change the past, we can change the future by understanding this old culture. Yes. One of the things I try is just putting out case studies so people can associate 
themselves with cases of similarity. The, the whole idea is, you know, not to put out what is except the fact of law, how law is, which is, uh, you know, law is universal knowledge of how it works that ancient cultures have known for thousands of years. And um, if man steps out of law, then there are consequences to that. But it also goes, there's so much more information that's not on there because, you know, I'll be writing forever. Um, and and uh, some of that information is that everything in it is cycles, but everything is cycles within dimensions and dimensions within cycles with uh, multiple dimensions within the beam. Um, it, it's, it gets so complex after a while that you've got to look at things in multi-dimensions. And this is where our whole system we find today is gone down the wrong track. You know, they turn around and they say, oh, look, all, all, all the results you're getting is only anecdotal. We need empirical evidence. So, well, okay, what's empirical evidence? Empirical evidence is we need scientific proof that this exists, you know, and there's no scientific proof that the invisible exists, although there is, you know, there's, there's, there's killing photography before and after sessions that we've taken and there's um, bioenergy prints before and after sessions. There's hemoglobin from the blood before and after sessions. Now, to come back to them again, my comment was then was, well, hand me a thought. You can't because it's invisible. First the thought, then from the thought you bring it into visibility. You look at our world today, there's not one thing in our world today that wasn't created as a thought, but means brought into physical reality. So first is invisible, then the visible. Now, to understand that again, they talk of empirical evidence and anecdotal evidence. Well, does science, to you coming back to them again, they say science, we need proof from science. Well, does science not state every action is a counter-reaction, every cause has an effect? Then my question comes back now is, why aren't you dealing with the cause of an effect? Why are you dumbing and numbing the effect of medication? And, and and this is it. This is the, I've been battling the system, and I'm not kidding. It's I look at I look at the amount of deaths that have occurred through the medication, and the side effects of medication because they are not accessing or acknowledging other dimensions, and a lot of the medication itself it lowers your resistance in the in the energy field of the mean. And when that lowers your resistance, you become vulnerable to other forces. Now, other forces can enter the body and they can get you to commit suicide. If they do this, then they get the soul in the next cycle of time. Everything are cycles of time. Everything. You know, they didn't teach you when you went to school that when you walk, there are three dimensions of time. The last step you had was the past. The one you're in right now is the present. And the next step will be your future. The choice you make of each step is your free will choice in this molecular mortal world. But as there was a past, a present, and a future constantly, you had a past life, you had a present life, and you will have a future life. Now, the big picture is deja vu. It's all happened before. There is the now where it's happening now, and there's going to be a future cycle of time which we're moving into. If you are stuck in time, then you'll move back into the the Groundhog Day of the cycles of the past of similarity to set up again until you learn. If you've harmed another in any form or any way, you can't escape the cycles of time. You will now come back to experience what you've done to another upon yourself in those lifetimes. But does the present really exist? It, it does exist. It exists to the degree there are three dimensions. The past, like... In my early research, I used to send people into the past, parallel, future. And they would predict in the next two weeks what's going to take place. Everything came, everything, spot on, that was predicted, took place. I see that, you know, some of your military today are doing remote viewing. Well, your remote viewing is sending the people into the past, parallel, future. They see what's going to take place. But I also know that a lot of what they're doing in remote viewing is they're bringing psychics in now to tell them the, the end results of what happened. And I understand they're just, they're just reliving the time track of what they've seen 
without understanding how to unfold time and space on a dimension to change it. We take things like, you know, we've got spirits that can affect people. Now, in that degree, we've got animal spirits. Now, what happens is if, if you killed an animal or a human without permission, in other words, if its spirit isn't ready to move on and you came, you kill that animal or human, then you destroy his vehicle and he has a right to take over your vehicle because you destroyed his. This is balance of law. Now, what happens is you get people out there at Tom's barking like a dog and plucking like a, kid, you know, a, a chicken called Tourette's. And we go in at times, we find the animal spirit. We bring it up and we have to physically talk it out of the body to find out, you know, what happened. And this might have been lifetimes ago, but that, that spirit is still in your field. It comes through time. And when we, as you're going, there's a good case, you know, I've got the spirit of the bear. And um, you'll see on that case there, this is one of them. But once the spirit, animal spirit's in there, then... We've got to enfold time and space on this dimension. We've got to change what happened for the future cycle. Time then loops itself. It changes at right angles into the what I call the seven, um, and it creates a new time track outside time. So what happened no longer happens. We can change time. Now you get human spirits. Well, you look at your 100,000 soldiers suffering from mental trauma. I have soldiers here in Australia that are ex-Viet vets from the Vietnam War, and on many occasions, I've had spirits of Viet Cong speaking out of the body. Hmm. Um, you kill him and the first thing he wants to do is destroy you. He jumps into the body and he's there. He's created mental trauma till we unfold time and space. Now, one of the things there is the moment you take alcohol or any form of drugs, you lower your resistance. And the moment your resistance lowered, that it allows it to now take over the vehicle. And it can do many different things. It can get you commit suicide. It can... You know, shoot your family, you can shoot people close to you. You can, when he takes over, you're not running the vehicle. If he's full of hatred and bitterness, wants to destroy you, um, that's what's happening with your soldiers. A million and a half Iraqis are being killed. Where do you think those spirits are? They're in your soldiers. So, what happens to, for example, a soldier who went to Somalia and killed a few people? What happens to those spirits when the soldier dies? Do they pass over finally? Once, well, what happens is when the soldier dies, they will come through time with that soldier. They will stay in his field. And in the future cycles of time, you know, they can come back as multiple personalities. They can come back with a whole range of other things can take place. They will be there until the dimension itself is cleared. You know, you get some cultures out there and you go and you, you research and some cultures Matter of fact, this happened in um, Syria not so long ago when a general, he walked over and he ripped the heart out of the, one of the soldiers he'd killed and he ate it. Oh, I that's saw that video. That's capturing the spirit, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And once that captured, it gives them more strength because there's a lot more anger in there because the spirit's in there as well, you see. But also means in the future cycles of time, the cycle has to be re reversed in its repeat process. In other words, the universe says, create what you want. If you want to go out and, and you want to mutilate and kill, well, that's fine. But you must experience what it's like to be mutilated and killed. So you come back in the future, the reverse polarity now, where you will in the future, and I'm talking about the future cycles, every lifetime, every lifetime is in one big cycle of time. So in other words, Jay, say something happened, say something happened in the last parallel dimension, in other words, the deja vu, it repeats as the cycles. But in amongst the lifetimes, we have the reverse polarity now takes place where you, and this is where a lot of the time I, I find it with a lot of um, yeah, very young victims of certain, uh, let's say, um, assault or uh, certain aggression by certain parents, we go back and we find the cause the effect and the young child's been born, I've got the wrong parents, I don't want to be here. Well, the moment that child doesn't want to be here, that's an invitation for something that does. The moment the young child, the spirit of the child says, I don't want these parents, I wish I was dead, that's an invitation for something that wants to live. I wish I had a friend, that's an invitation for a little friend. First is in the invisible world. The intent is activated. So what happens is, They've got the wrong parents because they've got alcoholics and drug addict parents, let's just say. 
and very violent parents. I then send them back in time to find out why they had to come back to experience this. And you find back in time they were exactly that. And they had to come back to experience what they had done. How else will I understand this universe to bring them back into balance? So they're on the receiving end of the pain. That's correct. That's correct. So, I mean, all these guys out there that are, you know, all these guys and the bodies have been run by other beings out there today that are manipulating our world, you know, if they stop and they look into the future, then they'll understand that you can't escape the cycles of what they're doing. They're going to have to come back in the future cycles to be in the position of what they've created. What about uh, secret societies who abduct children and they kill them via sacrifice because they want their, their energy. Is this also what you're referring to? Yes, it is. And um, the, we did some surrogacy just recently. We did some very interesting surrogacy. Um, every now and then some research was from our students. And um, one of the things we did recently was the we surrogate through the children that were taken away. See, back in the 60s, 60s, 70s, 80s, Single mothers were put in their homes and they took the children from them, you see. So we decided, well, let's let's work on the children. Let's let's work on the link up here. So we started working on some of these children. And the first thing that came through, one child came through, but with that young child was eight spirits. But the spirits said, No, we weren't we weren't taken away from our parents. We were born. Because the first thing we asked for was we divided them into sections. And the first section here was um all those single children that were taken away by their parents and had been used in rituals because you know, there's no tracing any of these children. You try and trace them. There's no tracing with the government. You can't find a lot of these kids. So, those, and we had a batch come through, but the first one came through. It had eight spirits attached with it. And they said, no, no, we weren't, we weren't um, from single mothers. You know, we were born for rituals. Okay. So I want all of you to go back through time because I know how the cycle of time work. I want you to go back on your time track individually, collectively, yet separately. And I'll send them back in time to find out, you know, why they've been born for rituals. And, you see, rituals have been going on for thousands of years, thousands of years. Um, and it, it, that's why the old temples used to have the gargoyles and winged serpents above them. And it was always over the entrance because the entrance was for entrancement and they would entrance you through the entrance and down to be altered at the altar. Um, for thousands of years, rituals have been carried on. But those performing the rituals through the cycles of time eventually come back to be sacrificed as they had sacrificed. Only then will I understand their creation. But because, because the physical vehicle of the being through time as it comes through, because of the rituals way back in time, usually you find this then allows either one of the draconians or one of the winged serpents, the hierarchy, access to that vehicle. Now, once it's been through the ritual, it's in that cycle of time, but the cycle of time is a continuation through time. So lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, you find it's the same people performing or being used in these rituals until we eventually enfold time and space back to its creation, the very first time it ever took place. And we loop time. The moment time loops itself, it completes itself and creates seven at the right angle because seven represents a change and creates a new time track outside time where what was is from this moment on into the future no longer active as a new time track for the future. We just change the new future cycle of time, which then the new future cycle ceases what was for the new future. But there are so many. There are, as you get in and see, as I said before, you've got you know, the spirit part. You've, you've got entities that create a back to the thought by a person, internal entities and external entities. Um, then you've got thought forms and life forms. Then you've got other beings that are called in through rituals. There's a whole range of stuff out there on that dimension. Um, then you go, you can get what's known as mass. That can be connected to a house. And you move into a house and you've never had a problem before. The moment you move in the house, if you've got mass in that house, you're influenced by that dimension. And before you know it, you know, there's argument, bitten going on. No one knows why. Because it's never had it before. But there are laws. 
he who enters a dimension of another becomes governed by the laws of that dimension. So if you enter a dimension of a place that's got something in it, has never been cleared, then you're going to get influenced by that particular dimension as well. So the whole range of things out there when you do interdimensional stuff. But that, again, that is only linked. The interdimensional stuff is only linked to a dimension. In other words, it's a byproduct of a dimension. If you're talking about entities, aliens, reptilian draconians, all these other forces, they're all linked to a dimension and they're only a byproduct of a dimension. And you've got to find the dimension. That's the important part. The question is how to escape this dimension then if you are not in tune with it. Very hard. Very hard. Yes, because, see, the only way this can really be done is is with you and your spirit. And the thing is, you see, these beings we run our world, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty cunning, pretty smart over the years. And what they've done was they set up the game so when you first, as a spirit, enters this physical, molecular, mortal world, you come into amnesia in the vehicle. And you forget who you are. Now, the vehicle itself, the day it's born, is it gets programmed. That's the soul that's getting programmed. The soul is so easy to program. So the soul gets programmed into the program beliefs, and it's forever now living the programs, not knowing it's running programs. Until you become aware of the spirit and get back in communication with the spirit, the spirit can change the programs. Or you can use hypnosis to deprogram, reprogram programs and other methodologies. But the programs within the soul, which are in your cells, which now set themselves up as a fractal, You're a hologram. But those fractals in you that have locked into you now are reproducing themselves for the, for the hologram. That's what a fractal does. So here's people, here's all your prisoners stuck in time, repeating the same things over and over and not knowing why. Now, we, we can have the prisons turned around quite easily if our system was to understand this and people are out there in the prison system. I mean, I've been in prison systems working on people, and we've turned prisoners around that classified mentally insane, had them released. Um, It's the same to mental health wards. More than 50% of the mental health wards, we're talking about other dimensions that are there, but they're not acknowledging it. So if you don't do the cause of an effect, how can you change an effect? What about people who eat meat who do not kill the animal, but a third party did it? Are we responsible too? No, no, no. It's a killer. I mean, if you go and you, you research, it's really interesting because um, a lot of times you find the killer of the abattoirs, the one that's actually killing and putting the ram set into the forehead of the of the bulls, let's just say. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time he ends up mentally disturbed down the track because he has so many spirits in him that can take over. Um, I, had, I had an interesting episode in the hospital. Um, I had to go to the hospital about five years ago and I had this operation and one o'clock in the morning they come around, painkillers, 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 uh, and no, 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 I'm right. The guy behind me, beside me, He was screaming in agony all night. And I looked across and I could feel his energy. I thought, oh, this is interesting. You know, this guy's got some big stuff in there. Uh, anyway, in the morning uh, uh, when he was awake, uh, I looked over and I said, what do you do for a living? I'm a boner at the abattoirs. <laughs> and I thought, okay, <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> you know, they're living their pain. They're making him experience the pain that's in them that he put them through. It's so subtle. It's so subtle, you know, um, the, the dimensions and how they work. And until you understand it, until you go and look and you ask the questions, and if it is, they'll come up. And just like the dentist, they're talking. We have them physically talking out of the body and they tell us what took place. Right. It doesn't matter if it's an animal. It doesn't matter if it's a tree. All we do is, you know, because the tree is alive, it has a spirit. All we do is we swap drivers temporarily and put the tree in, and the tree will talk out of the body. Or we put the animal, and the animal will talk out of the body. It's the same as when you're clearing animals. We do the same thing. We surrogate the animal into somebody, and it'll go through and tell me what the trauma is because the spirit of the animal is telling me the trauma. We change the trauma, and the animal looks better. Because the thing is, we are multidimensional beings in a multidimensional world. You know, I'm looking at uh, how we obtain knowledge predominantly through governments uh, via education or or as I call it, Department of Indoctrination, and also organized religion. How did the ancient cultures learn their knowledge or wisdom? Oh, that's easy. They came from the internal world of spirit. They acknowledged spirit, and they listened to spirit. And they acknowledged the spirit of the trees, the rocks, the plants, the animals. 
when you acknowledge something, it's like if I acknowledge you, you're going to acknowledge me back. If I ignore you, then you're liable to ignore me. So what happens is the moment you acknowledge this internal world of spirit, which it is, I mean, we are a spirit on a journey. We have just taken a vehicle. It's a bit like the next step today is we now take a physical vehicle to drive from point A to point B. But if on the journey from point A to B, point B, if our motor car vehicle breaks down, we will take another vehicle to finish the journey. Well, this body is a vehicle. It's on a journey. The spirit is the main essence of it. But when the spirit entered the vehicle, it entered into a genetically engineered vehicle which had a program of amnesia within it. And what happened is it forgot who it was. Now, from the day the baby's born, state the baby in the physical body, when the baby's born, within the cells of that body, within the hologram of the cells of the body, are the mother and the father, the mother's father's mother's father, mother's father's mother's father on both sides, and all the ancestors back in time are within the hologram of that little baby when it's born. And the moment the baby's born, it's looking around and it starts to get programmed. The soul is very easy to program. Every day it is getting programmed by the programs, by the mother, by the school. And when it takes on the programs, it takes it on, they now come down through a, a cause, reaction, reaction to the effect. They change it, the mathematical formula to seven, because it's all based on mass and geometry, when you start to understand it all. It changes the seven, which comes down, it sets up a thought to a thought form to a life form. When the thought forms evolve to a life form, the life form has a right to survive because everything is alive. Now, when it has a right to survive, it only knows what programmed it. Now, the tree is a tree, the grass is a grass, the dog is a dog, but the thought is the thought that created it. Just say the thought was anger. That's all it knows. It will now start to rearrange the universe to conform to its reality to feed itself. It will set up situations of more anger within you, so you feed it. You now become the host of your own creation. As it still grows through time, it's learning about you. It is learning about your actions and your reactions. It's growing. It's evolving. And eventually when it learns, learns enough about you, it can take over as an internal created entity. When it takes over as an entity, we now have compulsive disorders. You have no control because it can surface at will and take over. It's only when we find the dimension that created it and unfold time and space on the dimension and change the dimension back at its creation where it then changes, where by looping itself 360 degrees, completes the cycle, it changes at right angles and creates a new dimension outside time where what was is no more. You know, you're mentioning how if we kill somebody or an animal that that they're, they're, they're soul contract, if you will, it's not ending yet, that we take over or they take over our vehicle. I think I mentioned this to you yesterday when we were speaking offline. One of our former guests, uh, Commander C.B. Scott Jones from the U.S. Navy, uh, I mentioned this story and I think it's important to, to tell it because you probably have had similar stories people have told you. This is a you know a man who was decorated by the the navy. He's a, a great brain, great mind. He went to the dentist, a friend of his who also happens to be a hypnotherapist. He was put under with anesthesia, and all of a sudden he started speaking, although in English, with an accent, and he started explaining how he felt he was trapped. This is the very first time I've ever been exposed to this information, and uh, he was saying that you know all of a sudden, and just to, to tell the the listeners a story. He was a pilot, and during the Vietnam or Korean War, he was flying uh, very low. All of a sudden, he thought a group of people were enemies, and he actually bombed them. Immediately, they, they, they perished. After he left, he realized, by the way, he almost lost his sight after that, and he couldn't fly anymore after that event. But that always hunted him, and what happened was he actually bombed a funeral procession. So decades later, when he goes to this dentist, he's talking about how this man, who was obviously living inside of him, the spirit, if you will, says, I don't know, I was walking with my family in this funeral procession. My father had died, and I see this flash of light, and all of a sudden I'm here, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And apparently this, this dentist 
help this entity leave the 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 body in a way is this something you have seen before ah oh, heaps and heaps of times heaps of times um and, and it's exactly the same uh, only the thing is that we don't you know, put a person under anesthetic what we do is is uh, when we access the spirit if there's something there then it'll tell us and we go back to where this thing is then we call it to the surface next minute we have it physically talking out of the body and it'll tell us what took place what we do then is we unfold time and space we take its trauma off the time track we change the future cycle of time stepping aside we get the person to go in so both parties agree to make changes to that dimension otherwise it'll reproduce itself in the future and when both parties have agreed to make changes to the dimension we then release that spirit and instantly what was is no more. I mean, I had a great little case with a young boy example, and this is to do with an animal spirit. This one here, little white boy, and he, he's in the he's in the car. First off, every morning he gets up and he goes out and touches certain trees and certain rocks on the property. Now every afternoon he's doing the same thing. He's in the car and he's sniffing the air, and the parents say, "Look, there's something going on here." And they take him to the doctor, and the doctor says, "Look, he needs to see a psychiatrist." The psychiatrist says. Look, we need to lock him up and medicate him so we can monitor him and see what's going on. The parents say, no way. We're taking him up to Brisbane to see this other guy, and they brought him up to see me. He was an 11-year-old. I put him on the table. I asked the spirit through the system we use um, what age I need to go to. It's at eight. Thank you. Go there. What's happening? I'm on the mountaintop with me dad. Thank you. And what's happening? I'm doing a ritual. Thank you. And what sort of ritual are you doing? I'm calling in my spirit totem. Thank you. And what's your spirit totem? Spirit of the kangaroo. Thank you. So then I, yeah, because have a look, kangaroo comes out morning and evenings, you see? And uh, so straight away, I, I figure, okay, that's what we're dealing with. So I call the spirit of the kangaroo up and I say to it, why do you invade the body? And speaking out of him, instantly it says, he called me in. Thank you. I unfold the time and space back where he called him in and I release the spirit of the kangaroo instantly. The compulsive order stopped. That's some of the cases we're dealing with. Now, pain. Pain seems to be involved in a lot of this. You know, people think pain is just a, you know, a, a reaction to to maybe a bruise or you had got into an accident. But is pain trapped energy? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and just something you said before about that pilot and. What takes place is that when the spirit's in there and he takes over, one of the things that takes place is the moment of death is the instant trauma. The dimension hasn't completed 360-degree cycle. So that dimension here is stuck in time within that dimension. Now, what takes place, the moment he entered the pilot, at times he can take over the pilot. And at times the pilot will live his traits. That's why he nearly went blind. Because when the spirit's in, the last member was a flash not being able to see. We have had many clients where we go back and we change the trauma of the past that didn't belong to them in the first place and take it out by changing the whole dimension and instantly what was is no more. Now, holographic kinetics, you're the founder. What is holographic kinetics and how is it different from other methodologies or modalities okay kinetics is the movement of energy holographic kinetics represents i look at the body as the hologram of time and within the hologram of time within your thoughts that become thought forms and life forms they're locked into your cells once they lock into your cells they have a right for their own survival and they're reproducing themselves because that's what a fractal does a fractal to a hologram will keep reproducing itself for the hologram. So therefore, you're becoming stuck in time to cycles that you created, and those cycles of trauma could have come in thousands of years ago. They will lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, they can set themselves up until you eventually go back to the juncture, the creation of that particular dimension, and you clear that dimension. So man is a hologram of time, and through the hologram of time, Let's take the soul coming down the genetic line. We're dealing at times with stolen generation. So here's an example. I've got a particular client who can't 
associate with the children. And this happens with a lot of the Aboriginal communities. Because back in those days in the past is that the whole community brought up the children. Now, what happened when they did stolen generation? I access this particular person who goes back to cause the effect was the great, great, great grandmother on the genetic line. Sometimes it goes back to the past life and sometimes it'll go to the genetics. It went to genetics. So I call through the spirit of the great, great, great grandmother. Come forward, come forward now. Now, through the hologram of time, she's there now crying her eyes out on the table. What's taken place? They've just come and taken my children. I cannot afford to love any more of my children because I don't know when they come and take the rest. So she now shut down the soul. That now passed down the genetic line to all the ancestors that know her. And they've got this distance from the children not knowing why. Till we unfold time and space on that dimension and we cleared the dimension. Now that woman, she went on working with the youth to become Australian of the Year. That's your genetics, which is linked to your soul. Now, as for the pain, the pain, you can have trapped energy to understand that. You've got to go one step further into the physical world of science. Energy is captured only through stress. You get a wire and you bend it back and forward, it'll heat up at the stress point and break. Look at a motor in a car. It's a stress point that creates a compression that drives the car. Whatever the physical part of the body was at that moment of time where the stress part of the body was and the emotions that are locked in, they will lock into that stress point. So first is the invisible, the thought process. Then it locks into the soul. Then it comes through into the physical. The pain is trapped energy. But when you go back to that moment of time where the creation that came from, and at the same time you go to the stress point where it was locked in, the spirit will show you where it was, and you externalise the stress point, the pain can disappear because it's only trapped energy. We have to take a one and only break, but tell the listeners, how can they learn more about your work, your website, and, and so on? Yeah, we'll go to the website, www.holographickinetics.com, and under future seminars, I do seminars around the country, um, around the world, actually, we'll be... We'll be on the, I think, east coast of America next, or possibly Florida or New York next, and up in Canada. Um, we're just tuning all that up now for the next trip. And it's it's a seven-day teaching. That's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, I, I say to a, a lot of people who contact me, said, why don't you put your videos out there of what you're doing? And my comment is there are too many cowboys. What I mean by that is too many people see something and think they can do it. If I just explained something, my early days, I had a friend. He saw what I could do and he thought, if you can do it, I can do it. He went home, tried on his wife, do some stuff. And what he'd done, not knowing what he's doing, he opened up a wormhole. The wife got taken over. And what happens is three days later when he came home, with his wife and daughter, he opened the cupboard and the daughter's in the cupboard, the throat slit. The mother had no idea she'd done it. When she realized what she did, she committed suicide. That's the first time I saw the power of these beings and what they can do if you don't understand the game and if they take over in the game. I've since seen things of similarity take place throughout life. I see why there are so many suicides. I see how these beings, through a lot of the time the medication that's used, lowers your resistance and allows other beings to take over and their aim is to take you out, get you to take yourself out. Therefore, they get the vehicle of the future. So not only are we leaving our thinking to somebody else, but with medication, we're leaving our own free will to somebody else. But let's let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Folks, don't go anywhere. This is very fascinating. I want to take this opportunity also to thank our good friend, Dr. Yana, who referred me to Steve Richards uh, actually yesterday. So less than 24 hours would become French here and great information that he's imparting upon us and so much more when we return. This is Mel Fabregas and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to part one of this very important Veritas interview with our special guest, Steve Richards. He has granted an extra hour, so we have two more hours to go in the Veritas member section. To listen, go to veritasradio.com and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately. We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, 
I will be back with two more hours in the member section. Enjoy.
This is Steve Richards, and you're listening to Veritas. 